welcome to another edition of What's the Story? There are so many stories in this area. So I'm glad that you're tuning into the People Chronicles. To find them, make sure you like us on Facebook if you haven't already, and certainly follow us on YouTube so you don't miss any of these wonderful tales. And this next tale is with Laurie Rhodes. And Laurie, you and I met at Cups of Compassion here on Penn Street in downtown Reading for the first time. Correct. And it was interesting to me because Cups of Compassion was an event that was set up on Penn Street, a couple blocks, and serving the people of Reading, serving anybody who needed anything. And there you were right in the middle of it, and you were serving the pets. And I thought, oh, this is unique. And then you said something to me about the soul. What did you say? Well, this there's such a connection with pets and their people. And, yeah. and in doing, taking care of the pets, you're also feeding the soul of, of not only you as the giver, but the, the recipient as well. And I've found through doing this that uh, many people, they'll take their last dime to provide for their pet. They will take their last bite of food to provide for their pet. And started in uh, fall of 2014 with coming into the city with actually food for people, um, warm clothing for people, uh, and going out to the tent cities throughout the county as well. That's what you were doing. That's what I saw, how this all people. started. Um, I've done rescue of animals for decades, and this has always been something that I've thought was going to happen, but I kept waiting till everything was in place with a physical location and such. Then realizing I could be mobile and still uh, addressing the needs of, of those. I mean, there, the, there's not just low income, but there's people that are um, experiencing life's challenges, whether it's a financial yeah. problem, a health crisis, um, the veterans, the elderly. And for many, this is the only lifeline. This is what they have. So we're out there um, trying to, to care for them through their pets. Um, when you were coming into Reading and... 12, 14, in that, in that time frame right. to help people. Is that when you discovered this really strong connection with their pets? They weren't letting that pet go. Right. Um, and animals have always been my passion, so it was just seemed like that was the next logical step to take to start aiding their pets as well. So there was, like, under one of the bridges, there was a man with a pit bull that we took uh, a coat to and pet food to. Um, I have a cat that is now mine, that woman living in the woods, 29 years old, saw the cat being beaten here in Reading. And while she had nothing, knew that wasn't what was supposed to be happening with the cat, so she took him in. So um, she wound up giving him to me, and he lives with me now. And his name is Coleman because he was living in a tent. Um, But um, that kind of thing is, is just all too common. I get calls from individuals and then also set up at different food banks throughout the county, throughout Schuylkill County and into Lebanon County as well, um, distributing about 1,400 pounds a month, and there's a waiting list that I have. So you're describing people who are, I mean, all ranges of need from somebody who's maybe having a difficult time putting food on their table to somebody who doesn't even have a table. Correct. But they have a pet. The pet is their lifeline. Correct. So they need to take care of that pet. And, and that's where you're stepping right. in. Right. And in actuality, in many cases, in saving the pet, you're saving the person because that may be the only companionship they have, the only, you know, their only lifeline. Pets are our children in many cases. Right. I mean, it's no, if you've ever had a pet and you lost a pet, right. it's tough. It's just tough. Right. So that's family. You know, that, that's family. Exactly. And I've had... Uh, there's stories every time I go out there's stories and, and one of the last pantries I was there was a, a woman saying uh, who was in tears saying I had to relinquish my pets because I lost my job 
and um, my income is half of what it was. And besides just being able to feed them the veterinary bills and such, I had to give them up. And she was saying, you know, thank you for what you're doing. Even though you're not helping me, you're helping other neighbors. And that's, that's what needs to happen. And um, it's just very sad, the stories you hear of people that are, are experiencing things that they never thought they'd be in that uh, situation. And, and there they are. You know, you bring to mind just the concept. I, I don't think, generally speaking that when we think about you know, being in a very difficult situation where it's hard to make any men's ends meet, that you think about a pet. I mean, you really jumped to that next level by being on ground zero, so to speak, and meeting with people. Then you had something, is it a mobile unit, the, the Wellness Center for Pets and Their People? The doing alternative healing is one of my passions uh holistic care i did have a physical location where we were doing that we were teaching classes i had um, professionals for pets and for people that were coming in and doing these things and teaching classes all this was to fund a mobile pet food pantry and transitional boarding at some point um because of overhead the money needs to be going directly to these people and to aiding these people and the overhead was taking all that money. And so um, at some point, we will have another physical location where we'll be doing the holistic care and we'll be doing um, teaching classes and such. It makes sense. So you have a mobile pantry. How are people finding out about you? Because I know in my attempts to orchestrate, you know, let's get together and talk about this, you're a very busy lady. Um, they find me through Facebook. Um, okay. is the big, the, social media is the big way of getting the word out. Um, the first church that jumped on board was Straustown, which I'm up in, I live up in that area, uh, Straustown Blue Mountain, um, Zion Blue Mountain Church. Mm-hmm. And they were the first that acknowledged that there was a connection, why we needed, why not take care of the people? Well, we are meeting those needs, but we also need to meet the needs of the pets as well. So uh, set up there. And word of mouth is just, this is snowballed, and the magnitude of it, I, it's daunting. I had no idea the magnitude of what I was getting into. When you said that that first church was the first to acknowledge the need, was that in the very beginning a difficult sell, to, so to Oh, speak? it was, and I still uh, try to get in, and people don't understand. If they're not pet people, they don't necessarily understand the connection. Um, but now that they see, and now I can tell them we're distributing 1,400 pounds a month, and, mm-hmm. and it's a little easier now, but um, I've had directors of, of food pantries, I've called them, and they've said, oh, I don't think so. Then they've talked to their volunteers and come back and said, oh, they've just told me that this person, that person's telling me how, oh, my pet's going to eat well because I got chicken tonight, and I'll cook that off for my pet and that kind of thing. Oh, my goodness. So, so people are actually going to the food bank and then yes. using that to feed their pets because they have yes. nothing. Yes. Oh, wow. So um, I continue to, to try to get in. One of my goals is to get in with um, Meals on Wheels. There is a program, pilot mm. program that started years back in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, that that is the mainstay of what they're doing is they get the food out through Meals on Wheels, through the volunteers delivering. So that's one of the goals once we have a continual flow of donations. And how are you getting that to happen? I mean, you, you t- shared a story of a, a young woman who found herself homeless and wouldn't do anything without the pet. Right. Well, she- the shelter system does not allow pets, whether okay. it's a domestic violence situation, sense. whether it's pets are not allowed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go to extremes and will become homeless, will be on the street because they're not going to give up their pet. Mm-hmm. 
um, that needs to change, and that's one of our goals is to become, you know, to provide transitional boarding so that when somebody goes into a, t- a temporary uh, situation, whether they're a veteran going to the VA or uh, someone who is experiencing homelessness, that there is a place for their pets to go so that when they come out of the hospital, when they come out of that, they can get their pet, pet back. Um, but at this point, there is no, there's, there is a program where they can go for basically 30 days, but if they're 32 you know days... You've just identified the personification. You are the personification. Did you ever hear, there are no problems, only solutions? Did you ever hear that yes. saying? I've, I've heard that. You personify it because you've been, wow, you. you can't get in a shelter, you need the pet. You, so you saw the problem, but you didn't say it's a problem. You said, here's a solution, well, traditional housing. Right. Or pets and it. everyone can do something, and everybody, whatever their passion is, and that's just where I've found my passion, my calling, and I'm trying to, and it's not me, I'm facilitating, but it's neighbors helping neighbors, because it's, um, I have to knock on doors for donations, I'm not non-profit yet, so I'm out there pounding the pavement, um, getting people to donate, individuals to donate, neighbors helping neighbors, it's a community effort, it's not me, it's, it's just... I'm putting it all together. You are perhaps the lightning rod to motivate others right. to say, right. yeah, okay, I can come up with some extra cat food or some extra dog food right. or whatever the case may be. Professionally, you're a pet sitter. Yes. So some of the word is spreading that way. Yes. And you're working on a 501c3, is that correct? correct? The initial paperwork has been submitted, so, but the, that process will take another year or so. So until that, then the doors open because then uh, grants or grant money is available. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses will, large businesses will donate because they can write it off. At this point, that's not the case. So small businesses are supporting what I'm doing, um, and individuals are stepping up and, you know, donating. And I like the last thing you said: neighbors are helping neighbors. That's what it is. And you told me you're leaving here and you're going to go visit somebody in Reading who's yes. taking care of. I want to say a mini herd of cats, and it's probably not even called a herd, is it? It's a feral cats, stray cats that she's, she's caring care for, of those. and she herself is in need. But she I met her at Cups of Compassion, and there's about 30 cats on her block that are, are strays and are in need. So she feeds, even though she herself doesn't have. So I've got cat food to drop off to her. And um, A lot of the calls I get are individuals telling me about other individuals. A lot of people don't want to tell you that there's pride, there's humiliation, there's embarrassment. Um, a lot of people don't want to tell me when I, when I do the events and if I run out, I say, if you want to let me know where you live, I can drop things off. They don't want to have to make excuses for the way they're living. Right. So right. oftentimes people walk away and then they'll turn around and come back and say, you know what, I really do need, if you don't mind, do I have to be there? No, and I just drop it on the porch and I leave because they don't need to explain to me. They're in need and that's it. And I've had people say to me, why don't you require paperwork? Why don't you require registration? It's not my place to judge. And in the end, even if there will always be people, people taking advantage of anything mm-hmm. in life. That's mm-hmm. just that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, an animal has a full belly, and we do warm clothing distributions, um, and somebody's warm. And it's basically myself. I've had, within the last six months, I've had several volunteers step up. Um, that I can count on. They're becoming the backbone of what I'm doing that will be there to, whether I'm short of donations, they go buy donations, whether in the distribution. Uh, to set up for a pantry takes about three, four hours because we have to rebag everything. We're not able to give people enough to get through the entire month, just enough to ease their burden. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of time involved, and the phone does ring. So certainly, um, in addition to warming bellies, you're warming hearts in a very big way. 
There's a lot of neighbors listening right now. So on, on that note, with neighbors helping neighbors, how do we contact you if perhaps we can either assist in delivering some of the food or provide some of the food that you are delivering? Um, the best way is, is through Facebook. There's the, my page is the Wellness Center for Pets and Their People. Um, my phone number is on there. The, uh, the uh, email address is on there. Um, I need help picking up donations. I mean, time is something I have very little of. Help picking up donations, help distributing. Um, I have people that, I have a little 12-year-old girl who makes duct tape pens and wallets. She herself comes to the really? food pantry. Yeah. For me to fundraise, and I've raised about $200 that way. She's now started crocheting. She has, I have some auctions on Facebook right now. She's started crocheting cat toys, any craft projects she can do to raise money. But she comes to the food pantry, and she also has pets, and she benefits from that. And at 12 years of age, she wanted to help and give back. So any, I mean, there's so many things that you can do. Uh, Everybody can make a difference, and everybody can help in whatever your passion is. I'm hearing that, and, and in whatever your capacity is you can help. So again, it's the Wellness Center for Pets and Their People Facebook page. You can find out more about it. And all of these steps lead to the bigger step of making it a nonprofit in all of its rate, and then that opens even more doors. Correct. Correct. You're opening doors and warming hearts, Mm. and I really appreciate you you sharing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.